Hola, welcome to Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita, the only Spanglish anti-diet podcast that teaches you from a sociological lens, feminism, and intuitive eating coaching to dismantle diet culture. I'm your host, Dr. Hortense Jimenez, and I am passionate about dismantling diet culture and helping you heal your relationship with food and your body. I'm a mother, daughter, comadre, amiga, community member, professor, health coach, and published author. On this show, I share my personal experience with diet culture, tips and strategies, and educational content to help you understand diet culture and systems of oppression so that you can have the tools to challenge diet culture. Current and future generations do not deserve to inherit your diet culture trauma, and I'm here to help you. If you're on a mission to hear your body and food traumas and embody your authentic self unapologetic, welcome to Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita. Hola, bienvenidos a Dismantling Diet Culture, Fuck Being Calladita. This is your host, Dr. Hortensia Jimenez. Thank you for being here with me weekly. I truly appreciate it. In episode 49, I began the conversation about the intersections of diet culture and immigration. And like I said, um, I want to be intentional this year in continuing this conversation that is missing in the undieting space. And the way that I want to approach this is uh, through a feminist lens, you know, uh, it's called standpoint theory and standpoint theory is rooted in our own lived experiences and bringing our lived experiences and theorizing from these experiences. And so what I want to do as we move forward is when I talk about like immigration and diet culture, I will intersect my own you know, lived experience as a Mexicana immigrante who has lived in the United States. So you're getting um, the best of both worlds, <laughs> my learning more about myself, right? And also um, understanding from a micro and macro level, right? Individual and more um, institutional and structural, um, these systems. So I want to begin with a reflection that I had about, I would say two years ago. Mm, yeah, it's going to be two years. My paternal grandmother, Abuelita, she passed away in March of 2002 to 2000 and 2022. <laughs> um, as I have mentioned in the past, my abuelita was my second mother. She raised me in this country. And I do want to have a conversation about abuelitas and gender and patriarchy at another point. But what I want to say is that patriarchy is enforced by men and women and my grandmother enforced patriarchy. And in today's episode, I want to talk about the intersections of patriarchy, diet culture, and immigration. And I want to begin with my own, like, realization, right, of understanding patriarchy and my immigrant story, my experience. And I've mentioned this in the past that, you know, uh, I came to this country without my consent because I was a child. And who made this decision was my father and my paternal abuelita and my aunt, my father's sister. And so 
que en paz descanse mi papá. Eh, he passed away in 1998. And um, I never asked my father. I never had the courage, you know, when I would go to Mexico to ask my father, like, why did he decide? Why did he make a decision against my mother's consent? for me to come to this country with my grandmother and my aunt. I never had the courage. And part of it is because my father was um, machista. He was also a trigger warning, no violent person. There was domestic violence um, in my household. My father was a very, um, I would say he had a lot of anger and he was violent. Um, and so, we shouldn't be scared of our parents, right? We shouldn't be scared of our fathers, but that was the case. My sisters and myself were scared of my father. And so we never said nothing, questioned my father, or even engaged in conversations with my father. You know, I'm being super, super vulnerable in sharing this with you. And in sharing that I'm like liberating myself, right? And I'm like, Again, part of the name of this podcast is Fuck Being Calladita. It's also normalizing that this shit is, um, it's not foreign to, and it's not unique to me. There's many, many of my students that I know firsthand and people in the community that I know who were raised by very machista and violent and patriarchal, misogynist, sexist men. <laughs> Handful there, ¿verdad? Y pues así era mi papá que en paz descanse. And so I never had a really close relationship with my dad. However, I was the only one, you know, well, I don't, I don't want to say I was the only one, but I was, it was my sister, Mayra, who's after me, and then myself, who were more um, approaching. We would approach my dad more and engage with him more, even though I was kind of like scared, I would still like talk to my father, you know. But I never asked them, you know, siempre se me quedó, like, ¿por qué? ¿Por qué permitices que me viniera a este país? ¿Por qué no me llevaste contigo? Like, why? You know that, why? <sighs> and my aunt, my grandmother had, you know, their own version and my mom, like everyone has their own version and how they see how I was separated. My mom has her story, my aunt and my grandmother. And then I'm like fucking figuring out, like putting everything to pieces and and not even asking anyone in my family because it's so fucking painful and it's so traumatic. You know, like asking my mom is like for her reviving and then she gets into a really negative, like, I know, like she'll she'll do a lot of trauma dump. And I just, I don't have capacity. I don't have space to hold space for my mother in that sense because it's just so, so, so triggering. So I really don't ask my mom because I don't want to trigger her. And she says that by sharing, it's good for her, but like, but I mean, no, like I carry all that. And I'm like, oh shit, what do I do with all this? I'm like crying, I'm a mess, you know? So I really don't ask my mother, my grandma, my aunt um, have their own version. But I wanna share with you that my father did come. I don't know the date, it was in the 1980s. I was, I was a child and I have such a bad memory. And I think this has to do with my trauma and my brain and, and not remembering, you know? But what I do remember is my dad was a very tall, thin man, genetically, you know, I come from a tall and thin um, lineage from my paternal side of the family, from my dad's side. And so I do remember my, we lived in a um, 
it was like a garage that was converted into a studio, but it was not even a studio. It was just literally the um, garage. There was no restroom. There was nothing like we had those portable stoves, a fridge, and it would we would use the owner's restroom. I mean, just to tell you like my upbringing. And I remember my dad, the memory that I have of him is entering that garage, you know, that room, y agachando la cabeza para meterse because he was really tall. <laughs> like he would have to like bow his head to go inside. And I have a picture with him. And I see this picture and I was a child and I'm like, ¿Por qué no me llevo con él? Why didn't my father take me with him back to Mexico? And I got the courage to ask my mother. And my mom said, es que tu abuelita y tu tía no lo dejaron. Like your grandmother and your aunt didn't let him. They basically convinced him that you were better off here, that you were already enrolled in school. And um, basically just letting him know of the opportunities that I had in this country and how him taking me back to Mexico to reunite with my mother and my sisters was not a good decision. And so here, like my grandmother and my aunt enforced this system of patriarchy. And my father enforced it too, because he didn't take me back, which is what my mother and my sisters wanted. And I held so much like anger, resentment, pain, like so many emotions, you know? It's something that like I never had closure with my father. And as an adult, when my grandmother passed away, oof, yeah, like losing my grandmother opened up so many stuff. And it was such a hard year, 2022 from March until I would say spring of 2023. Damn, I was in darkness for such a long time. But I think I was doing a lot of inner healing. And this is where I'm going. I was in my altar. I have an altar all year long, <laughs> not just on Dia de los Muertos. It's my sacred space where I meditate. I pray through my native flute and the drum, connect with my ancestors. And I was crying and I asked my father, like, ¿Por qué no me llevaste contigo, papá? Like, ¿Qué pasó? And I realized that my father was embodying like enforcing patriarchy, but at the same time, I understood that my father was also in pain, like patriarchy benefits like men and upholds the system, right? But it's also detrimental to men. And I never had the capacity to fully understand and recognize and accept Que mi papá también sufría por mi ausencia. That my father was also in pain and grief. That I wasn't with him and my mother and sisters. And this didn't come until like, you know, two years ago. Like that I was able to hold compassion for my father a compassion and understanding the system of patriarchy and and how it is painful for men that has allowed me to to actually bring closure and obviously you know like 
what's done is done, lo hecho y hecho está, el daño se ha hecho, ¿no? Pero yo sé que mi papá me quería y yo sé que mi papá hizo lo que él pensaba que era lo mejor, aún sin el consentimiento de mi mamá. So my father enforced patriarchy because he didn't, he didn't listen and honor my mother. Like my mother would cry and beg him, go get my daughter. Like one, like why would you like let her go with all my consent? You know, and second is like, you need to go get her. And my dad was undocumented. So he crossed undocumented in the eighties through the desert to get here to take me back. And then he went back to Mexico without me. And you can only imagine the pain that this caused my mother and my sisters. And for me, I felt abandoned. Pero cuando yo me pregunto y digo, ¿por qué no me llevaste contigo, papá? Me sentí abandonada. El sistema patriarcal causó este abandono. Este sistema. So, holding compassion and space for my father while understanding the system of patriarchy and how it is so enforced by men and women and how my matriarchal abuelita and aunt was like, aquí las cosas hacen como nosotros decimos y así se van a hacer. Things are going to get done this way. And like my father obeyed my grandmother. So, I had to also come to terms and hold compassion and forgive my abuelita who I love so much, but who caused so much pain in my life. 20 years ago, I would not be able to even have this conversation. You know, it's been, it's been a, whew, a long journey in healing my relationship with my abuelita, but being able to understand that my abuelita was a matriarchal strong woman and my father listened to her. So that's kind of like the connection between patriarchy and like my immigrant experience. I mean, just, I mean, again, I'm just covering some aspects of my life to interject these, these ideas. Ay, Dios mío. Let me take a deep breath. So patriarchy, and let me define what patriarchy is. Patriarchy refers to a social system where men hold primary power and predominate in different roles of leadership and society, have more authority, have social privilege. There's a lot of privileges that are associated with patriarchy, but it's a system that is intended to disadvantage women, to disadvantage the LGBTQ community, basically all marginalized um, social identities. And so, if we're thinking of patriarchy as this system that is disadvantaging women, yes, patriarchy was enforced by my father, but it was upheld. These ideologies were also upheld by my grandmother and my aunt. They also saw my mother as less than. They didn't give my mother the respect and status that she deserved as the wife of my father, you know? So women can also, anyone, right, all of us, enforce patriarchy. And what we need to do is undo that or unlearn these patriarchal ideologies and values. So let's connect now um, patriarchy 
uh, diet culture and immigration and they intersect in different ways because they're upholding the social structure of society basically they hold society together in patriarchal systems you have gender roles that often dictate um like food habits food choices body ideals that are going to impact people and diet culture which is heavily influenced by these patriarchal standards, ideologies, and values and practices perpetuate specific body um, standards and ideals and values that often causes like body image uh, issues, unhealthy relationship with food, unhealthy relationship with with ourselves. Looking at patriarchy and diet culture and intersecting it with the immigration is looking at the processes, right, that immigrants undergo as they come into a new country, the shifts, right, in the acculturation process, uh, in learning the dominant culture norms. This includes like diet, body standards, um, or cultural identity the social expectations, the patriarchal structures can impact the experiences of everyone. And specifically here referring to women, like in my situation, it impacted my sense of identity as a woman, the gender roles, as well as lack of access. Um, to certain opportunities because of uh, my gender. And more specifically, looking at these immigration processes and patriarchal structures uh, have an impact on our societal norms around food and body image. And so I wanna provide some examples of these intersections. Number one is access to resources. Patriarchy can limit access to resources for immigrant women, affecting their ability to navigate um, the new society. For example, this can include um, limited access or no access to an education once they come to the US, lack of employment opportunities, or even like upper mobility in some of these jobs, lack of access to healthcare, which ultimately overall impacts um, women's overall well-being. So immigration and patriarchal structures intersect with access to resources. Another related one is employment and work. The patriarchal norms of many workplaces may restrict women's access to certain jobs or movement in certain jobs. There's a lot of research that shows the sexual harassment that immigrant women experience working in the fields. There's economic disadvantages, uh, labor exploitation, low paying jobs, precarious working conditions. Think about women working in, right, low paying, immigrant women, immigrant women working in low paying jobs. Another area is gender roles and expectations. And I can, identify with this a hundred percent because this was my lived experience growing up in a traditional uh, working class immigrant household where gender roles were enforced to the core hardcore <laughs> 
So a lot of the culture and societal norms influenced by patriarchy enforce traditional gender roles for me. And this is the case for many immigrant women. And it has an impact on how we show up in the world. It affects our autonomy. It uh, affects our visibility, our voice, how we show up to the world, how we take space in decision-making and movement and freedom to participate like to our fullest in society. So gender roles and expectations intersect with patriarchal structures and immigration. Another one is cultural adaptation, cultural acculturation. Immigrant women face a lot of pressures to conform to dominance culture, gender norms, especially heteronormativity and heteropatriarchal ideologies, such as um, conforming to a certain appearance, body image, food habits. And looking at this from an intersectional lens is understanding how like race, ethnicity, religion, your socioeconomic background, your immigrant status, your sexuality, all these intersect with patriarchal structures and diet culture. So there is, this is very complex and very nuanced. And by sharing these examples, I'm not, not here to say like, this is it, but just to continue to move the needle, right? Continue to move this conversation of looking at immigration and diet culture. And because diet culture is rooted in white supremacy, diet culture is rooted in patriarchy and misogyny and, and sexism, right? These eight social inequalities, social markers of difference. And I'm hoping to continue this conversation <laughs> in the next couple of episodes, continue to talk about immigration. Um, send me a DM, leave a review, let me know um, what you think about the podcast, about this topic of the intersection of immigration and diet culture. I look forward to hearing from you and I want to thank you once again for all your support. Muchas gracias y nos vemos en el siguiente episodio. I will see you in the next episode of Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita. Nos vemos. Muchas gracias por acompañarme en Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really like it. If you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, you become eligible for a free 30-minute coaching session. That's right. Así como escuchaste. One free session. Once you leave your review, you can screenshot it and email it to me and I'll send you a link to sign up. If you didn't like it, don't worry. Así está bien. Follow me on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Hortensia Jimenez.